The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Um, today, believe it or not, we're almost at the end of January 2018. Today is the 30th of January. And, you know, we do a, a number of things. Number one is um, men never apologize for being men. This is going to be a big thing. Um, we Before I bring her in, um, I want to acknowledge her right up front. We got our pal Brandy Holloman coming in shortly. Um, and I think she's aces here, and she's one of the women that I really enjoy having on the show, and she obviously, um, I guess she likes me and the show, because if she didn't, she wouldn't be coming on, but you know that, you know what's going on here, a lot of the stuff, and why we are having the people we're having on here, and the new ones, and we're going to probably even get into that a little bit today, but number one. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Now, you know how much stuff we've been getting into with the whole mental end and how I've been talking about all the different things I'm doing from building the body from the inside out, not the outside in. You will never get anywhere in your life if you're living on the outside like that. Um, There's so much stuff. To learn, I am. I can't tell you how much I'm learning right now about chemically how the brain works, peptides with the brain. It's amazing, amazing stuff, and I'm seeing more and more of this transpire when I'm training. How things are just happening now, and they call these things shifts in your with your mind. How you can literally take yourself mentally and shift yourself to another place. And as I get more and more into this. Um, it's going to become more and more interesting in the products we're going to have with that. I will tell you this, one thing to get you set up, start doing things differently the minute you wake up in the morning, meaning if you sleep on the right side, get out the left side. If you drink out of a particular coffee cup, change the coffee cup. If you go a particular way to work, go the opposite way to work. Why? These are all shifts in your body, and these are all positive things. But we're going to get into that more and more. And as, you know, I've had people say to me, well, you know, I am a champion, I'm a winner, I am unstoppable, blah, 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 blah. What what does that do? Well, I'll tell you what, you talk like that to yourself, it's going to open up new things for you. If you're going to go the other direction, you're going to be stuck or worse in the mess you're in right now that all you do is bitch about that nobody wants to hear about. So take it from this guy. I'm telling you right now, explore your mind more and more. Get off your devices. Get off your computer. Get off your TV. Get out in the world again. It's very important. Also, too, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Winners and Champions, Inc., the best product out there, hands down. I don't care. Those modules out there will change your life forever. And you know my feeling on being a thinker? Think and learn. Video's great. I'll make you videos till you can't see video anymore. 
But if you really want to learn how to do things that are meaningful and will last for you the rest of your life and make you as strong as you want to get, you need to listen. Listen and think and then start applying. That's what you do. When you do that, you get results. So go out there and look at that. Also, Prosperity Consciousness, that is the page where you go out, read some of the stuff I've wrote about prosperity and giving. And we ask for money. But it's a different way of doing it because here's the thing that I've learned with prosperity consciousness. When all you do is give and you get nothing in return, you're hurting yourself. And we give more than anybody. Believe me, I think. And um, I don't feel it's a big deal when you go out and say, well, we should receive back. That's the right thing to do. Go out and look at that page and make a decision. And on that, I want to thank Deborah Southwick Bocci for sending us a donation, um, great girl, um, and she's all part of the M&M family. We hope to get her on soon, too. Um, also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Just go out and look at all the shows Brandy and I have done, um, and I'm sure we're going to do quite a few more down the road. That's the best way to look at everything. Also, too, uh, sign up for a free newsletter on, on motivationmuscle.com. Um, when I get to them, you'll get them. But when you get them, they're always full of content, just like everything we do around here. Don't forget about our YouTube page, Fiorello Barbell, Real Men, Real Strength. You can go out there, subscribe to it, and check out all the videos. And before Brandy comes in, as everybody knows, I, I've been thanking three people. I even did a solo podcast. Uh, I believe it's called Gratitude for Attitude on three mentors. Number one, Anthony DeTillo. Big power rack guy, wrote for Iron Man for years, wrote for Milo until we lost him and he passed away. Also, too, John McKean, who's working with me on Mashy Middies right now. John is one of the most incredible people I've ever met without shaking hands with. And also, too, Steve Jack. If it wasn't for Steve, I don't think I ever would have went near a stone, but who knows? But watching that video made me go to Iceland twice, and we're going to go again. And we're going to get that monkey off my back. So, here it is. April 1996, Milo, Volume 4, Number 1. If a tree falls. If a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. All I could handle the term papers and most of the old English. I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We'd read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs, while I, frothing at the mouth and battle-ready, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It's built on the Latin root for spiritus, from which we get spirit and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not a lot to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it actually made a sound. How about you? Now, you talk about a question, and you talk about when he was saying, you know, his classmates would go to the sweet shop for coffee. It's it's probably expanded a million times today the way the world is, but there's one thing. 
all of us that are associated with the show, all of us that are the family and coming in here, obviously we want a little bit of a change in our life, and that's what it's all about. And I want to welcome a new listener, too, uh, a girl, a friend of mine, Michelle, from the co-op in Albany. Welcome to the show, Michelle. It's good to have you. All right, we're going to bring in Brandy, but let me give you a, a little bit about Brandy here. Number one, she's a personal trainer, a power lifter, and a licensed dietitian. Brandy, welcome back to the show. Obviously, Happy New Year. We're glad as hell to have you. Anything I left out, missed, websites, give it out, please. Oh, I'm happy to be back. I'm, I'm excited for 2018, especially kind of getting back on the horse and getting in the swing of things again with competing. So I'm really excited to see where this year goes. But, yep, that's pretty much all I do. Um, I love working with people and talking to people and had actually had a lot of new people come up to me here and there or send me a message on Facebook saying they listen to the show. So oh, I'm cool. excited that the show is growing as well. Yeah, um, as I said to Brandy before we came on, there's an awful lot of, um, I don't know, you're starting to see a, a, a lot of things happening here. More and more people obviously are liking the show. Um, we had, um, I got to think, uh, I think it was Mark. He was on here recently. It was real interesting too. Uh, Mark Boggs, that's who it was. He was, and he was a great guest. And all the power rack stuff we've been working about. One day he wanted to go out and just, uh, Google power rack. And some shows came up with John Bruni and, uh, um, oh geez, I think Bud and, um, Adam Glass. We did a three way show with John. And he goes, I couldn't believe the quality of your shows. He goes, I never even knew you existed. He says, and I go out and listen to these shows over and over again, and I'm getting nuggets out of everything still. And that's the whole idea here. And I'm very glad that people are tuning in and listening to our shows because, you know, I will have this show up this afternoon, so everyone's going to have another brand new show today. And we've been putting new shows up almost every day. One other thing, um, the show's growing all over the world. Uh, we were just now, uh, we're in Italy now. And Brazil. So Motivation Muscle, before you know it, is going to be a million dollar or million load show a year or more. And that just comes out of a dream and following what you want and being able just to sustain. You know, my whole thing, I'm looking at a thing on the wall right now. It says survive until 2019. And there's a check with a million dollar bill underneath it. And it says fantastic year ahead. I'm staring at that, the Husafel, and all my nieces and nephews and the two dogs and a big Viking. <laughs> so that's what's in front of me. Uh, Jimmy's right in front of me. The Incredible Hulk is to my right, and everything is on the back of my door that I want right now. So that's the way to live, folks. But we're going to hit a show called Back to the Platform. As you know, if or if you don't know, Brandy made her triumphant return to powerlifting in November of 17. We're going to get into that a little bit, and we're just going to follow up with whatever we want to do from there because she, like a lot of people on here, we just mesh real well, and we just go on to something else. So, Brandy, let, let's let's do a little catch-up here, and then let's get into the contest. So tell everybody what was going on. You know, you had a lot of injuries you had to overcome, et cetera, et cetera, but I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, it was about a two-year break um, that I had from competing, 
And that was a long two years. Well, for one, I couldn't do any leg work for about six months because of injuries. And even once I got started back when I was all cleared and I was like, all right, I'm going to compete again in so many months, set it up. And then I had some other issues crop up, had to take time off again. And so finally in 2017, I was able to train. I trained for 12 weeks to get ready for a meet. So, you know, for for me and a lot of other people, especially when you get older, um, that's not a lot of time. So mm-hmm. I went in with no expectations, just wanted to focus on something and get there and not have some other roadblock block crop up. Um, and it was actually really fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't worry about what I did. I usually, I'm, I put a lot of pressure on myself to reach certain goals or get a new PR. Um, didn't do that at all this time just enjoyed the process and it was so much fun um the people that hosted the meet were really awesome i've known them for a while now and they were even encouraging and i got a really nice compliment from one of the girls that was lifting behind me and she's fairly new and she was like you made me relax and just enjoy it and i said that's you know one of the best compliments to get because i was encouraging to her and other girls around me because you know, I'd done this for a while, yeah. and some of them hadn't. And I was just like, you know, just get up there and you know move the weight. Who cares? Yeah. And um, and they they were really appreciative of that, and that meant a lot to me. You know, I, I did do a lot better than my previous max a few weeks before that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anywhere near my best numbers. But mentally and physically, it was a great day. Yeah, and you know what? That's a big builder right there because you walked in, you did what you needed to do, and then you know what? You you start building that confidence again because after an injury, any type of injury, the the questions are going off constantly. You know, you know, and 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 the you know, and you talked about a very um um interesting thing because um. With all the stuff I've been doing mentally and, and f- trying to figure out so many different things with outside and, and the brain and all that, you know, when you can bring a, a type of, um, uh, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, you, you brought a feeling where people felt like they could do things. It wasn't such a ten- see. I'm of the I'm of the notion now. The more tension you put on yourself, the the, the greater the chance of failure or injury is. Um, yes. Um, one of the main things I think now more than anything is well, one thing I was talking about. The best times to rehearse for anything is the minute you get up in the morning and before you go to bed. Um, you yes. can you can think of things during the day; they pop in your head. You deal with them, but. You, you you bring like you bring this. Uh, what I like is it's like you don't see if you watch animals out in the wild, right? That they're they're just laying around or just kind of prowling around until they decide, hey, I'm hungry. You don't see them jumping all over or this, that, and the other thing, other than being <laughs> playful. But when they're ready to attack, what do they do? They're in full mode in the way they go, and that's the way I think is the is the most. Um, um, great at, well, I'll say it's, it's the most successful way I feel to really get what you want. Because let's face it, we were talking about this recently with like stone lifting. 
okay, you do everything in, in your power to get as strong as you can, whether it's, you know, obviously carrying, cleaning, your grip, the whole thing. But most people don't realize this until they, they start walking into the plane. Once you get on Icelandic air to go to Iceland, uh, <laughs> It's too late now to say, did, did I do enough finger work? It's all, it's over, okay? It's like, it's time to go and we gotta go do it. So when you bring in to a meet anybody and you bring in a type of tranquility, that is like everything. It spreads to everyone. And when people can kind of just let go a little bit, you're gonna be much more better at what you do. But if you go into everything where it's life or death, and if I miss this, they're going to laugh at me or whatever. Well, what do you think is going to happen nine times out of ten? You're going to fail. And you're going to fail big, man. But go ahead and take it. Comment on that. You know, the one thing that's real interesting is this. You know, you've been around in powerlifting for a while. And, you know, you've had a chance now to really not only build a resume in this sport, but you've had the ability to go through a lot of mental and physical changes in your life. And see, that is where you come out in front of everyone because there's probably not much you haven't seen or done in this sport. But go, <laughs> but go ahead, uh, respond to anything. Well, I, I always joke with people, you know, as you get older, yep. like, you know, if you're lifting in a certain weight class, that's been the hardest challenge many people you know switch classes over and over um and to maintain a certain weight is a total different ball game mm-hmm. so uh you know that's a lot tougher now but um it's just one of those things that you have to adjust now i have to do more cardio right <laughs> to right. maintain them right before. yep and that to me is is mentally hard because mm-hmm. i'm not a cardio person at all mm-hmm. um you know as far as that goes but mentally for me, um, like I said, I'm, I typically put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed. And, and you know, for people that are new at competing, a lot of times when you go to a meet or you decide to do to a meet, like you said, they worry about missing or messing up and, yep. and getting embarrassed or what's somebody going to say. You know, I might have thought that when I was a teenager competing at something, but I've, I've got over that quickly. Um now it's you know it's just me and the weight yeah and it's just what can i do and i don't beat myself up if i miss it i i ask myself what did i do wrong what can i do better and that's i'm happy to be at that point in my life because even like this meet back in november you know i know what i did on bench Mm -hmm. and it was just it was one of those things where i hadn't mentally practiced enough about my setup and taking my time with my setup and really focusing on things that I do wrong from time to time. It was just one of those things where I was out of practice. I know how to fix it. I know what I did. I got to do better next time. And that's the thing. You can't dwell on it. You can't, you know, beat yourself up about it. And I'm, I'm glad I'm at that point. Um, I wish a lot of other people in the world would get to that point because life's so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when it goes, you know, just even to go to a gym for somebody who doesn't exercise, um, I always hear them say, you know, it's just so intimidating to get in the door. And that was kind of like this meet. It was like, you know, getting back on the bicycle and going again. It's a little bit intimidating. But once I sent my money in, I'm like, money's in. Got to do it. Yeah. And, And that's how it is. It's You've got to face your fears. You've got to say, you know, I'm doing it and not back down. And when I train now, you know, some days you don't feel great, 
some days you haven't slept at all. Yep. Maybe didn't eat as well. And those are the days I feel you should do what you're supposed to do because it builds your character. It builds your mental strength. It helps you to know that even on a bad day, I can still go in and do the things I need to do. And afterwards, your mind is just so much more peaceful. You feel so much better about yourself. And, you know, for those that compete, you know, even if you wake up meat day and it's not a great day, you're not feeling it, you know you can still go in there and move some weights. Oh, without a doubt. And I'll tell you what, it's on those days when everything's gone bad the day before. A lot of times you can go in and settle it up and have a great workout. So, yes. just you know, just because you haven't slept 10 hours, 8 hours, and you've maybe only slept 5, um, you know, I mean, look, it, when you go into a meet, you and I both know, conditions are never perfect in anything and it's better to you know as they say it's better to go out and bleed and cry in the gym or the backyard than get on the platform and and fail miserably but that happens i want to ask you this though what do you think was your biggest hurdle to get ready to go into this meet last november what do you feel was the biggest thing challenge wise well a little bit in the beginning was you know, am I too old for this? Am I going to go out there and embarrass myself? Right. <laughs> for about five seconds. Good. And I was like, no, I don't care. You know, this is something I want to do. I enjoy doing it. It helps me stay focused when I do go to the gym day in, day out. And I was like, no, I want to do this for me. Mm-hmm. I want to see that I can get back out there again and do it. Um, that was probably the biggest one initially. After that, it was adjusting my training, listening to my body, yep. and knowing when to push and when not to push. Um, that was probably the biggest one because, there again, I, I tend to be like, nope, that's what I'm supposed to do today. Let's knock that out. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Instead of saying, you know what, uh, this this muscle's, you know, a yeah. little twitchy right now. Yep. Let's back off, do a few more sets, mm-hmm. maybe another rep or two on each set. And call it a day. Yeah. And so I, I really feel that that's really hard because you cannot have an ego. No. And, nope. and that was a little bit of it. You know, I tend to have some confidence about myself. I, I typically don't have an ego with anyone. You know, I don't typically show that, but inside sometimes I'm like, you know, you're, but you can do better than that. Yeah. Anything less isn't going to work, but I had to ch- keep my ego in check and, just listen to my body and, you know, say, all right, if it's not the day, that's okay. Yeah. You can adjust yep. and move on. Yep. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Well, you know what I always say, too? You'll hear, you know, everybody wants the right conditions, okay? And it's like this. If you don't train on the day, other than maybe you've got an injury or whatever and you got want to give yourself a few more days, the problem is, when you don't do what you're supposed to do on that day, you don't get that day back, folks. Right. And, and it's very important to understand that right from the get-go, no matter what you do as a strength discipline. It doesn't matter because you're shaping yourself constantly, mentally, all the time. You do the things you need to do, obviously, to get to wherever you want to get because everybody's got – some type of destination they want to get to, whether it's a powerlifting meet, strongman meet, stonelifting meet, or maybe this. Maybe you just want to get in shape so you can bend over and tie your shoes. People, 
you know, people laugh when I say that, but that's not a laughing matter because there's an awful lot of people that can't tie their shoes, okay? There's a lot of people that couldn't walk five steps without falling on their face. So, you know, these challenges that we talk about, just because you're not a power lifter or a stone lifter or whatever, all right, doesn't matter because we all face the same challenges one way or another. It's just in a different format. And how do we handle these things? And, you know, I'll tell you right now, it's a cliche term they'll always say, but there's nothing like experience. Experience is a great teacher, and it allows you a lot of times to become more creative and you can end up having much more success down the road. But, you know, it's like anything, Brandy. You got to get started. You got to get the wheels in motion and you got to dust the rust off and say, look, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to hit this stuff as hard as I can today. And like every challenge, you keep building more and momentum, more and more momentum on the challenge that's in front of you. If you can stick to that and keep building upon that, you're going to have success. And it doesn't matter the first time you go in something. I always say to people, well, this one didn't do this and that. I'm like, do you realize it takes balls if you got to travel or get on a plane or you're going somewhere where you don't even know anyone, all right? That takes balls in itself, let alone you're going in this meet to do something, okay? So anybody that's got the, the gonads to do that stuff, um, I applaud them because it, there's an awful lot more than just jumping up and doing a, a 400-pound rock or a, you know, a 700-pound deadlift. It takes much more. Go ahead and comment on any of that. <laughs> well, something uh, random went through my head when you were yeah. talking about that. You know, um, a lot of meat, like I said, you know, it wasn't my best meat. Yep. I know the technical errors I made. Yep. I, you know, otherwise I probably would have gotten a little bit more weight on my total. Yep. But, you know, I made the mistake. I wasn't mentally ready or, you know, whatever at that moment. I, I What bothers me about competing is some people – will blame it on the judges or blame right. it on, you know, the right. equipment. No, the judges did their job. They called it like they saw it. You know, there should never be a doubt. Like with my squat depth, you know, I know if I don't make it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I train to never have it to where a judge is trying to figure out if I hit that, you know, I yeah. hit the depth and then either I get the lift or I don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and it's not in the judge's hands and so it drives me nuts when people you know try to do that and that's what i'm saying you know that's where where you check your ego Mm -hmm. when you train a certain way you know there is no ego in it it's you against the weight and you do the best you can and you train the best you can yeah so and you'd mentioned something earlier about mental practice that's something i used to do years and years ago and as a coach i've done that for years Yep. With kids who have routines, whether yep. it's gymnastics or cheer or whatever. Yeah. And I utilize that in lifting as well. The first thing in the morning, I would tell them, you know, do your routine three to five times in your head. Yep. You know, yep. before you go to sleep, do your routine again and just see yourself doing it perfectly. That is so important. Yeah. For so many people and a lot of lifters, no matter what genre they're in. They don't utilize no, that. No, no. And that's so important. It, it just it helps your body so much. It Just like muscle memory, when you practice a certain way and develop a bad habit, it's hard to break it. Yeah. But if you add in the mental practice as well, it's actually easier to get over that. And that is so important for 
everybody. Well, you know what, too, uh, you know, I've, and um, I'm getting into this more and more, but um, you're not going to have success if you're drawing from the external world because there's too many things going on, whether, you know, it's political, whether it's a scandal, whether it's another piece of technology, all that. The thing is, people get so absorbed in things like that that becomes the nature of who you are, which is the furthest thing from the truth. When you sit, when you sit and you can, well, people call it meditation, visualization, whatever you want. When you can teach yourself to sit quietly and basically build the movie in your head you want to do or talk about intention, it, you know, uh, I, I know that people probably aren't familiar with this, but the front of your brain is where all the power starts. So if you say to yourself, you know, I am, I, what would it be like, or what if would it be like to be the strongest individual in the world? That sets things on fire because what it does, it starts creating all these neuro connections because it's an idea or a thought or something you read that's never been introduced. And when you do things like this, you start seeing things happen to you or Maybe you're looking for a piece of equipment or looking to meet this person and suddenly out of nowhere it happens. Coincidental? No. Because it's like anything I talk about with the universe, this has been around since the days of Napoleon Hill. As I've been telling people, I started reading, I'm done with it almost, Think and Grow Rich for probably the 150th time. And it's like we were talking about in the beginning with Mark Boggs in the show. Um, every time you read or listen to something here, you get another golden nugget that you didn't hear before or you didn't read before. And see, this is, this is how winners get where they want to go. This this commitment to excellence like Vince Lombardi talked about. It's constantly making yourself better than before. And without taking and stressing yourself out to the point where you can't think anymore because most people in today's world are running under a stressful environment all the time. And you can't build upon anything when you're constantly in a stress mode. And that's why I said, even if it's one day a week, start shutting off as much as you can from the outside world because you will start finding a difference in yourself. And there's nothing, like I said, in the morning. What Try to get up 15 minutes earlier than your alarm would. I do like this. I always do 150, 100, get up, and I get right up, boom. Well, I, I use numbers to do that. Like I said, get all, get out of the other, get out of the other side of the bed. If you always get out on the right side, get out on the left side. All right, and 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 people laugh. Well, what does that do? Well, what it does is it upsets the normal routine that you've been doing for who knows how long. This is the only way you're going to start to make big, big things happening in your life. I'm going to get into more and more of this, but the the brain and everything I'm looking at right now is absolutely fascinating with the chemicals you make. You know, we are we are like uh, we're patterns, we're repetition. There's a lot of that repetitious stuff that's been going on since we were kids. You need to get rid of it because you are not going to keep going further if you don't. I'm going to get into more and more of that, and it probably sounds very cryptic to people. But believe me, when you listen to these guys like Earl Nightingale or any of them, there's so much truth to what you think about most you become. Who do you attract in your life is what you're putting out there, your thoughts, 
You are more powerful than you will ever, ever know. It's just everybody's told you you're not. Go ahead, Brandy. I mean, that's some that's some heavy duty stuff, but you know. Oh, I completely agree. Um, yeah. I I was reading a scientific study. I can't even remember what um, magazine or journal it was uh, from, but yep. it was talking about the same things. Um, it was actually talking about the people that get stuck in drama or, like you're saying, that stress level. Yes, we all have stresses. We all have crap to deal with. We've all been through stuff. Yep. Um, but. For some people, and I've been there myself, at times you get so accustomed to that level of stress. Yep. And when you're not getting something to kick off that stress, it's like a high almost, but a negative high. Yep. You do things or uh, say things or, you know, put yourself in situations where you're going to get that high again. And it's just a constant cycle of drama or complaining when you're around a lot of negative people that complain all the time. You yourself typically will start to mimic those habits. And over time, the brain, the synapses and how it fires and all of that, it's like they create a new pathway that's a negative pathway. And that's what you use. You no longer use the positive ones or, you know, the de-stress and all of that. And it's just like any habit. You have to rewire it. Yeah, and that's exactly. what this study was saying yep. is you have to change that, and it takes time. Yep. And so, you know, I feel for the people, and like I said, I've been there luckily only for a short period of time during a high-stress time. And when I was coming out of it, it was like I couldn't see differently, and I kept doing or putting myself in situations that – still were not good and you know eventually somebody said something to me and i was like oh yeah yeah that's true let's fix that yeah (laughs) absolutely it was an easy fix for me because it wasn't my norm but i'd gotten stuck there yep and but i i see people that have been there for years and years and they don't realize it and i i bet if some people were to point it out to them not in a crazy mean way but say look you know let's let's try tomorrow not say anything negative let's exactly. not complain let's not say you know that you're stupid to yourself or anything like that and slowly be there for them and bring it to their attention it can make a huge difference for that person but it i i mean i really enjoyed that article because oh, there's yeah. a lot of truth in yeah. there and it's based on science and you know some people will be like oh that's not it but yes it is true. You have to have that positive attitude. Without a doubt. And I'll tell you what, we are the only species that can rewire our brains. And here, 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 besides that note, here's another little piece of info. The only other species that has a bigger brain than us is an elephant. All right? And yeah. they always say, you know, the memory of an elephant. Well, I'll tell you right now. There's questions you need to ask yourself, and I'm going to get into this more and more because, you know, Steve Cotter and I have talked about it, a lot of other people. Um, we want to put some serious stuff out. And as I keep getting more and more in this, I was making a, um, a comment the other day. You know, we talk about different people we admire. You know, I, I talked about Steve and John and Anthony. Um, and there's other people, you know, it could be anybody. It could be uh, Paul Anderson, it could be uh, Patton, it could be Vince Lombard. It could be monumental people all through history, okay? And this is what I've begun doing a lot of times. And I, I got one note from somebody that said, that sounds like, why would you even do stuff like that? I said, I'll tell you why. When I'm training, and I might be under the biggest thing that I've done with these mashies in the in the rack 
or overhead or whatever, <laughs> I, I, I will literally yell out Anthony Dottillo, John McKean, Steve Jack, and whomever. I might yell out my dad's name. I'll say James Fiorello, or I might yell Jimmy out. And what happens with this, I, I can't I, – I would love to just do a show with you on this even. The mind shift that happens, because let's face it, when you're lifting weights or stones or anything – you are on a whole different mental realm if you understand how things work. You know, like I'll say when I walk yes. in, you know, stamp the feet. Um, if I'm going to press overhead, I will hang off a bar and let my feet land. That's I don't move them then. Um, I like to twist the bar because we know the connection for the feet to the brain, the hands to the brain. I like to, as I say, I like to set my brain on fire, okay? Yes. All right. So here's something you want to try might be one person. Think about somebody that's very, very important to your life, whether they're with us now or not, okay? It doesn't matter. And when you get under a big lift as you're approaching that bar and doing whatever you do, like I said what I do, start saying their name. And start building volume with their name to the point when you're getting ready to come up or overhead or pull, the volume is so loud, literally it will drown whatever is around you out. And, you know, I know in a gym they'd probably throw you out, but here I don't have to worry about it. The most i got to worry about are the neighbors calling the police, which they've done before on me. Um, and I say that, I'll tell you right now, I have never, and I don't call things failures anymore, I've never had a setback with a lift when I've done that. Coincidence? You could say that maybe, but... Is there an inner belief in me that thinks that these people are so strong in my life? When I lean on them, I, I feel I feel nothing but confidence that's unstoppable. And I know that if I have a temporary setback, I know the next lift I'm going to crush it. When you can build that type of mentality in you, I don't care where, where what you're doing or where you plan on going or how you plan on taking the gym and moving it to the outside world or a relationship. You'll be unstoppable, folks. But, once again, these are things that you would have to commit to and and highly believe in. It probably sounds a little crazy to a lot of people, but you know what? Your your inner beliefs and your drive are going to make everything in your life that you want. Go ahead, Brandy. It's all yours. Oh, I agree. I think mental cues are huge when it comes to performance, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether you use a person that you're connected with or, like for me, a lot of times I always tell people about that bubble. And I know we've talked about the bubble before. It's a little place inside. You store all the crap. And when I need to, I go there and pull it out. And it's me releasing it as I lift. Yep. The push or the pull is the release to get rid of it. So I use it in a positive way instead of a negative way. And so, you know, things like that or words or a person can help so much when you focus. And if you get used to using one word or one name to do the lift, all you've got to do is say that word. Or that name, and your body responds to it, your mind responds to it. It does take practice to do that, but it makes a huge difference in performance. Well, triggers are the key. You know, um, I've done things with stones. I still do them. The trigger for that might be one, two, three, and I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. what happens is automatically you start building that within you where – 
One, two, three, you're gone. It's not. It's none of this stuff where there's a hesitation because you've created that environment in you mentally where on that cue, the body automatically knows what it has to do. Um, it's very interesting how you can take simple things that are overlooked by so many people and then they're like, how did you just do that big pull? Well... You said it before, the rehearsal, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very interesting, and and the scope of where you can go to, with things, um, I don't know. It's endless to me, and I think it's really a smart idea on everybody's behalf to start exploring things like that if you haven't. Now, obviously, you can comment that, but I want to ask you a question that, that I think is very important because there's a lot of people that have gone through things that you have gone through. Some have come back, some haven't, some have come back. I have a lot of friends that seem to get another injury and that's it for them. Um, this whole thing with the injury the last few years, and I'm sure you've had to take a, you know, ha, ha, have had to do a lot of self-examination with things. But what do you think you got the most out of all this thing? I mean, obviously, you finally got to compete again. Maybe you're not where you want to be, but obviously you know you can improve or do whatever you want. But what do you think you got most out of this whole thing, Brandy? I think that I have learned patience, first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've been a very impatient person most of my life. Like yep. to wait in line drives me nuts. <laughs> I, you know, I, yeah. I just I I can't sit still, and that's part of the problem. It's not that I you know hate waiting in line and other people going first. It's just I don't like to be idle. Yep. And so when you have injuries, you know, you have no choice sometimes yeah. but to be idle. Yeah. And that has carried over into the rest of my life as well. And it's, it's kind of, I think there's a book called don't sweat the small stuff or something. I've not not ever read it sadly, but um, there again, you have to sit still for that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, but it has, has taught me, you know, the things that are important and not important. Even, you know, I've learned that lesson from time to time, but with this over the last two and a half years, I've really learned what is important, what is not important, and it's okay to take small steps, mm-hmm. to go slowly, to observe, to listen, to learn, and then, you know, take another step. Yeah. And so that patience I've learned is is even different than anything else I've ever learned before. Yep. And and it's nice because some of the stresses I would hold on my shoulders, it wasn't from anybody else, but I would just hold on to certain things, whether putting the pressure on or just being upset over it or, uh, you know, whatever it was. Yep. I would just pile it on and carry it around. Yep. You know, it, it wouldn't affect me negatively per se uh, you know for the most part but it would build up over time and eventually bite me in the ass somehow yeah um and so now i i let a lot of that go i know what's an appropriate thing to do and not to do and you know 
it's it's just amazing how much more patient I am, and I'm prepping for another meet um, in April now. Awesome. And and you know it's just such a different approach, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm I'm not. I, I still, of course, push myself and do my best and all yeah. that when I walk in the gym, no matter what kind of day. Yep. But it's it's a total different thing. I can see the improvement, and I'm appreciating the improvement, even if it's just something tiny. Whereas yep. before, I'd be like, "Well, that's not where I want to be." Right. You know. Right. And and now it's like, you know, hey, I'm there. So that patience has taught me to appreciate things, and just you know, it's okay if it's small steps, and it's okay if. You know, this is going on. And so I'm so happy that I'm at that point. And so I'm, I'm excited to see where I go this time. I, you know, I may not even set any expectations for the meet, but I know so far in training, I'm making progress and yep, yep. I'm enjoying it yep. and I'm appreciating it instead of saying, you know, well, I need to be here. Right. So it's a different approach. And I think as a younger athlete, if I would have done some of those things, Life would have been a lot more enjoyable. I think I still would have reached goals that I had the yep. same way, yep. but I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Well, I agree with you because enjoying things are going to make them absolutely much better no matter what. But you know what the whole thing is, too, when you talk about, you know, we talked about the stressors and all that. You, you know, I understand that because I'm the same way. You want to do the best you can absolutely do. You get disappointed, blah, blah, blah. But it's like anything, the workout's over and it's time to get ready to do whatever we got to do, make our adjustments. But you know what? When you're always constantly on yourself or whatever, you are really robbing yourself of getting ahead with anything because what is your mind being occupied with? Well, I didn't get this today or, you know, I didn't do any good or what's going to happen now in the next workout? What you're doing is... Instead of putting your focus on, okay, where do I want to be for this meet in March or April, okay? But instead, you're worrying about today. Well, it's yep. not it's not going to matter because today is coming to an end, and tomorrow and the future is what you should be looking at. And that's something where people don't do it. It's, it's today, you get up and you do the same things as you did that day before, and guess what you're going to repeat? The same things that you dealt with. And this is why when we talk about rehearsal, when we talk about asking what-if questions when you get up before you go to bed, putting out the neurotransmitters through yourself, even if you don't know you're doing it, there's positive things that are happening. Maybe you don't see them within a week. Maybe you see them the next day. But isn't it much better to live your life that way because – However you deem success in your life, there are still things that you need to do to be successful. Everyone does things a little bit different, but my whole thing is if you want to last in any of this stuff at all, you got to be very smart how you do things because how many people do we know that they were like, as my dad used to say, they were like a flash in the pan. You know, oh, they were great, but two years later, well, where are they now? You know, and I, I can tell you, I can tell you guys I used to train with, you run into them, they look like they never even touched a weight in their life before. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, I don't know if they're taking chemicals, I don't really care, or a lot of them, they just don't do anything physical anymore. I'm like, how the hell could you go from what you're doing to this? So, you know, I, I look at this in a, in a lot of ways. Your commitment is paramount 
whatever you do in your life, whether it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, your gym, your business, whatever it is, you have to have a level of commitment to be able to keep doing this, you know, and if you can't do that, well, I guess then you got to go be a nine to five or and, and piss and moan for the next 35 <laughs> years. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, there's, there's give and take with everything. How, how bad do you want to do things and what will you give to get? And we live in a culture now where it's all gimme, 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 and that's not how it really is in the real world. And, you know, this is why there's a big thing yesterday. I don't remember where I saw it. Um, all these college kids are very upset that people call them snowflakes. And, and they, but now they're saying because of that, now they're having all kinds of mental disturbances. And I'm like, do you see what's happened, man? The littlest thing, you know, has caused the anxiety. I mean, when you have to have a safe room to go into, when you have to have crayons, to draw with um and you're what 18 19 20 21 years of age what do you think's waiting for you out in the real world because you know as rocky balboa one of the best movies he ever did the last one it's like you know the world will basically beat you to your knees and leave you there if you let it all right and there is so much truth to that there yeah. will be people that want to help you along the way, but the bottom line is you have to be man enough or woman enough to go out and get what you want. That's the way the world works. That's the way it's always going to work. Um, go ahead, Brandy. Comment on anything. Well, I agree with that completely. And, you know, I there are changes in this world that need to be made. Yep. But I, I, mental toughness and being responsible for, you know, your own actions and your own words – are so important because yeah, people will eat you alive if oh, yeah. you if you don't have those things. I did want to mention something. You know, like I would hate to think if I ever stopped lifting oh. or moving or working out, how I would feel. Oh yeah, I'd, I had a conversation yesterday with uh, someone I grew up with, and I said, you know, even when I'm 80, I'm going to have to be doing yoga or something <laughs> because you know, I, yeah. I just I'm going to have to. Me too. And, you know, because when you've worked out for so long, when you stop, I mean, that stiffness and all of that that can creep in, it's it's just I don't want to deal with that. So I will always keep moving in some form or fashion. And I, I wanted to bring up my grandfather. Sure. Um, he will be 90 in June. God bless and him. He, he still works four days a week. Yep. Um, he's like, you know, my grandmother passed. It'll be two years this summer. So yep. Yep. Um, they were together for eons i think it was um of 68 years i think they were married so it just crazy yeah so um you know he um has always always stressed moving yes and his job gives him a purpose he does not use the cash register he does all the tax and the math in his head yep um it's just people just when they find out that's my grandfather (laughs) they're like oh my gosh we love him but he all the time will brag about me and the other grandkids great grandkids and stuff but he always is like, I have a purpose. I go to work four days a week. Yep. And then his attitude, he is stressed attitude, having a positive outlook, seeing things in a positive light, taking something bad and making it good. But then still, to this day, he will walk up and down the driveway. He will do push-ups. He'll yep. march yep. or you know, sit in a chair, stand up. He does what he can do 
but he moves. Yeah. And he says on his days off, he, you know, does 30 minutes or an hour or whatever he feels like doing. And his goal, when I was five, six, seven years old, he has told me since then, he wants to live to 100. Oh, he and, will, too. You know. Yeah. And hopefully he does. Yeah. I mean, but if he keeps doing that, he will. Yeah. And, um, you know, he hasn't given up. You know, that's so important. And that, that you know, for me, that's, I guess, part of why I keep moving and yeah. doing what I do. I'm yeah. not giving up. It's something I love and enjoy doing. But, yeah, as I age, I'm going to have to keep moving and doing something. And I think we should all take a little bit of those life lessons and apply it to our lives and, and get moving and keep moving. I agree. I'll tell you another thing, too. I think with lifters that are really, truly lifters, I've always said that there's something in our DNA. There, there is just something with us that we're not going to lay down at all, and and we're always going to be doing things because I just think when you've done the things we've done, there's an imprint from what we do in ourselves, and it's like, um, how do you not do that? Now I understand people have medical conditions and things that I got it, but. I also think with lifters and stuff, it's a little bit different style animal than the normal stuff out there. <laughs> and it's like, um, there, it, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like eating, you know, you have to do it. It's like you want to lift. It's like, it's just the idea of going out and grabbing a bar and loading a bar and unloading a bar and getting under things and over things. It's, it's, it, this is what I tell people that they just don't get. You know, when people say to me, wow, it's, it's just a stone, I said, is it? Really? Is it just a stone? I said, yeah, you've never thought it out. It's the same way as, well, you're just messing around with barbells. Really? Is that really the case? See, <laughs> th- this, this stuff is more than, you know, we call it physical culture, obviously. It's a lifestyle. But if more people understood what this stuff truly is and what it can do for you in your life, I don't think there'd be hardly anybody out of shape and not like raring yeah. to go all the time. The thing is, that's the idea of this show and everybody on here. We're going to educate to the point where we'll get as many people in the universe doing the stuff we like to do. And if you don't do it and all you do is walk or you do a little bit of weight work or sandbag work, you know what? Welcome aboard because doing something and not doing something is not something you want to get into. You want to be able to do something. You want to be able to pick your child up. You want to be able to grab a couple bags of groceries with little effort. You want to be able to bend over and tie your shoes. You know, you want to be able to go out and look good. I don't care who you are. People say, oh, I don't care. Yeah, you do care. I, 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 hear, I hear men in, oh, I don't care what I look like. Now, I said, are you kidding me? You know, there was an interesting thing Dr. Wong and I talked about, and I don't know if you read this, but nothing nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing, all right? And here's what it was. During uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, the, the, the biggest thing that was Googled was, is my husband gay? Now, I said to myself, okay. Why would these women, you know, they're married to, the, right. to these gentlemen. And I'm saying to myself, why the hell would they be asking this stuff? And then someone came out and said, well, 
uh, I don't know, my husband doesn't seem interested in anything or me, and uh, he just seems to be doing his own thing. And, you know, basically it was the guy's fault for for their wives not feeling fulfilled and all that. And I said to myself, probably half of it is. Um, we know the deal with, you know, how men are mostly now. You know, they're full of estrogen. They, they're so twisted up and, and tied up, they don't know what the hell to do anymore. And with all the stuff we got going on through Hollywood and you see in New York with whether it's harassment or whatever's going on. And I don't know the whole story with all this, but no one here condones any of that stuff. And I've gotten into this with people and they're like, I said, well, you need to let me finish my sentence before you start, you know, jumping all over me. But, you know, I said this, I said this jokingly, but not in some ways. And Dr. Wan, because I got notes from people, and they said, we don't, we, one guy almost drove off the road. Dr. Wong almost felt, they were like, we were falling off our chair when he said it. I said like this. And I, and I meant it kind of off cuff, but I didn't. I said, well, maybe, maybe their wives are all hairy and fat now, like that. And they were like, holy shit, man, that was great. The point I'm trying to make here is this, is this. You know, we talk about, you know, Brandy wants to go forever. Me too. I mean, I got longevity on my mother. Well, my father's side too. They lasted in their early 90s, but my grandmother passed away just shy of 109. All right? So, That's awesome. I know. And I always say at 100, I want to squat 225 and drop dead on the platform. That's it. You know, <laughs> whatever. All right. So, here's my point, folks. I don't know why people do the things they do and search things like that. I think that is so fucking peculiar. I really do. If you got a problem with your husband or your wife, go to them. I mean, come on, will you? But this is what societies turn into. It's like a big, I don't know, it's like a big party for whatevers, man. It's like, who's coming up with these ideas and stuff like that? And what would happen if they all said that they turned gay? I don't know, and I don't care. The point of the... The thing is, what we do here and what we espouse to is only going to make you better. And I have a feeling once you become more healthy mentally, you're not going to be asking questions like that anymore. And if you do, you're going to be man enough or woman enough to go to the person you love, I would hope, and ask them right out. So, um, I, I, I th- and I'll give this to you and we'll, we'll, um, you can give out all your information. The thing I'll say to you is this, um, I like the idea of going out no matter what the weather is and training, regardless. I like the idea of being in a place most people never get the honor of going, man. I mean, mentally and physically and spiritually. Um, the ability to do this stuff, and, you know, I, as I say, I come from a family with a brother who had muscular dystrophy and passed away very young. I don't think a lot of people really understand how lucky you are, man. How lucky. And, I, I, and, and, you know, you hear that same old thing. I say, well, I don't want to lift a 400-pound stone. Well, who's asking you to? All right? Who is at, what I'm asking you to do, everybody here, how about this? Why don't you start walking for, like, three to five minutes per day? Okay, because when you do things like this, and I have seen this grow, and probably you have too, suddenly they're asking you, well, um, maybe I'd like to start doing a little bit of weight training. I'm like, super, super. And a lot of times this can blossom to the point where I've had young kids here start lifting rocks. I mean, you talk about doing your your heart good, man, when you see things like that, and you see the smile on their faces to know that, look, 
I just did something today that I couldn't have done even six months ago. That is the purpose of everything. That is the solution. Brandy, add anything you want to it. Take your time. Put out all your information, and I'll uh, give mine out and hang on the line if you would, please. All right. I just want to add my best relationship advice because it does tie into everything else we've talked about. You were talking about, you know, the people Googling, you know, is my husband gay? Um, My my thing is in a relationship or even in life, you have to take an assessment of yourself. You have to be at peace with yourself. Deal with all your baggage. Deal with all your crap. And if something's not the way you want it, change. Do what you can to fix it. So if you're unhappy with how you look or how you feel or something, do something about it. And when you fix yourself and figure those things out, sometimes you will need the help of your significant other or, you know, a professional or whatever. But do it. Yeah. And then in the relationship and in life, do everything out of love that you can. And when you act that way towards the person you're with, especially, or your family, you know, and yes, I know there's all these issues out there. But when you act that way, it changes the dynamics. And so... You know, and then start the dialogue. Look to that person. But it all comes down to your mental health, basically. Yeah. And then once you've got that set, move. And to me, you know, with a partner, with your friend, with your family, your kids, go for that walk. Go play a sport. Get out and play some kind of game where you're moving. Go to the gym. You don't have to be up each other's ass in the gym. (laughs) But, you know, both be there. Yeah. You know, if if she doesn't like, you know, lifting weights, all right, go do a cardio class. Go do some yoga. Do some dumbbell work. Whatever. But be there together. Be supportive of each other. You know, but even if you do lift heavy, that's great because then you can talk trash and And, you know, when you're like, well, I'm doing double body weight, what are you doing? Yep. You know, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. So, you know, it just, you figure it out, but it all starts with having that, you know, mental toughness, having that positive attitude, that positive outlook, being the best inside. Nobody deserves to live with all that crap stuck in their head. Deal with it. Move forward. Let it go and be your best self. And then always take the advice of my grandfather. Live with a purpose. Yeah. Don't give up and get out there and move. I mean, that's just how it is. No, and those are sage words. It was interesting. um, Speaking of grandfathers, I think I've got it somewhere. Um, Roger LaPointe was on here last week, and his grandfather's, I think, I believe he's still, well, I don't know if he's alive or not, but if he is, I know he's pretty old. And he kept, he, he would tell Roger all the time, activity breeds opportunity. Because yes. we talked, we did a show on opportunities. And, you know, I've said this, and I'll keep saying this, it's still the simplest things that get it done. The more you complicate and the more you put into it and the more people you bring into something, it's not only going to become unhappy, it's not going to derive what you want. So those are those are very important things to say. Um, you got anything else, Brandy? Just check your ego at the door, <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know? Yep, yep. Just move it aside and, and, and be your best you. Don't let that beat you down or push you too far and... 
just play it smart. That's the best best way to go. Yep, I agree. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, go out to uh, com and check out and purchase the Winners, Winners and Champions, Inc., as I said, modules loaded with information. There's a lot of good, strong, old-style lifts to do. And um, I will assist you any way I can if you would like to purchase a hell of a product. Also, too, don't forget about our Prosperity Conscious page. That is what we believe. We give and we receive. And if you don't live that style of life, you're shortchanging yourself. Because, you know, as they say, there's nothing for free in the world. But um, I don't think we've lived by that the last four years. We've given a lot of stuff away. That was my call. And I'm glad, and I'll always be glad to help anybody. But as I said, anything that you would like to contribute to both companies is always appreciated. But go out and see the reasoning for why I do the things I do now. It definitely will benefit you, too, when you get out there. Also, too, um, don't forget to go out to MotivationMuscle.com. The show I'm doing with Brandy right now will be up this afternoon. Um, also, you can go out and hit slash category slash podcast. You can go out and look at all the shows the two of us uh, and I, uh, us two, have done over the years. Also, too, don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter. That's on, on MotivationMuscle.com. Also, too, um, go out to our YouTube channel. Uh, real men, uh, Fiorella Barbell, Real Men, Real Strength. Sign up, subscribe, we love it. Also, too, um, if there's a show you'd like Brandy and I to do, go out to Fiorella Barbell at nightcap.r.com, drop me a note. Also, too, um, iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten, and we appreciate that. AHA Directory, that's a high. You can get M&M 24-7 in your vehicle. Also, too, um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words to inspire will change your life. As my mom said when I was a kid, to all of us, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. That might be all they get. That is extremely extremely important there's an awful lot of people out there hurting man i'm telling you i try to talk to them as much as i can you'd be amazed also too if you're going to lift it bend it break it twist it press it pull it squat it if you're going to lift stones turn them into dust as the great hoose steel stone crusher says in blood red domination we are domination we clear cut the path we don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping through my speakers. That's a given, and it will always, always happen. Also, folks, be on the lookout. It might be up by the end of the week. Um, it looks like uh, Manly Men's Movement page is going to be up. Men, women... Put out what you like, all about men, what you're thinking, video. Just keep it clean. I don't want any BS out there. That's not what this is about because we have a lot of young men and women coming here listening to the show. They don't need to hear any vulgarities or anything like that. You can be passionate about what you believe, but I don't want people being insulted or anything of that nature. That's not what this page is about. This is about being what a man truly is. Not only being strong, but understanding that we have a responsibility. We must fulfill it. 
Understand, everybody? I can't wait to see. The page looks dynamite. Wait to see it. Also, too, um, Frank Klein, my greatest college professor ever in business. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Uh, winners never quit, and quitters never win. We used to hear that out of him all the time. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Say that on your best or worst day or just walk around. You want to have a mind shift? Keep walking around saying, keep smiling. I don't care if people hear me. I could care less, man. Outer world doesn't mean squat. It's all what you build inside out. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we're not going to kick your door in. We'll blow the roof off your house. Be part of the family. Join the revolution for the next 30 years. We need you, and you need us. And as Les Brown says, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We got your back, and we believe in you. And how many people would ever say that in today's world? Brandy, it's always an honor to have you on. Another great show. We'll have it up this afternoon, and we will get you back next month or March, whenever you want, whenever you're available. And uh, we'll keep this freight, freight train rolling. I'm happy to be back, and hopefully everybody enjoyed the show, and I'm looking forward to what this year brings. You got it. Happy 18. As Dr. Wong says, this is going to be the biggest year not only for Eminem and FBC, but for everybody on the show, and I believe them. So that's the most important thing. So for Brandy Holloman, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, the show will be up this afternoon. We got a big, big week after Brandy. She started all off. I got... Uh, Pavel Widudo on tomorrow. Uh, later on in the week, we've got Logan Christopher back. We've got Dr. William Wong on Saturday. We got a doubleheader of, uh, Dr. William Crawford. I believe we're going to do a bunch of stuff on pressing because, uh, uh, him and Zadrunas Zavikis were working on some stuff, I believe, at the Arnold. Uh, last year and he gave him some tips on pressing. And as Bill put it to me, they work. So that ought to be really interesting. Then we got our pal Ryan Stewart on, um, who's going to be going to Iceland, and I guess he's going to go in May. I want to find out. Um, he was talking July. We're hoping uh, here, what we uh, do it is uh, if financially we're really cooking, which I plan on, you know, I was even thinking he invited me to join him on that trip and go on all the uh, rounds we did in 2008. But we'll see what happens Sunday or Saturday. And we got Eric Gutman on Sunday morning. So we got a powerhouse of work and shows coming up. So stay tuned. Also, um, I think that's it. So for Brandy Holloman, this is Eric Fiorello. Remember, the world is asking something from you. Do it. Don't wait for things to happen. Make them happen, as Frank Klein used to always say. Have a great day, a great week, and we will talk to you soon. And thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.